Rewinding. Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. Saturdays with Jenny, 9 to 11 a.m. on Kaya FM. 95.9. Well, I was, uh, Dion, first of all, welcome back to Kaya FM. Great, because, thank you so much. I mean, it's only the second week where we have been allowed to have um, real people in instead of on a terrible phone line. Yes. I mean, if anything told me the state of our telephone industry, <laughs> it was doing interviews. And your heart actually just was destroyed because you couldn't hear half the time what people were saying. But anyway. Well, lovely to see you in person. No, thank you very much indeed. And, uh, and I was just thinking thinking there couldn't be a better time to be looking at the trends that are that are around us. I know normally we have these discussions at the beginning of the year yes. because that's when, you know, you, you're ready for something new and et cetera, et cetera. But actually, this is the beginning of a year for many of us because you were talking about eight months of lockdown. I mean, I had seven months of lockdown, and but I did come into the studio for the first couple of months. Right. Yeah, but that was just once a week and then after that the shutters just all everything just came down so so in terms of trends there is something new happening all the time and something tells me that we should not underestimate the influence that the appalling Donald Trump has had, not just on the United States of America, but actually on the world. Yes, it's been, yeah, 20, uh, 2020 has been a long five years and there's yes. another five years to go of it. Um, but, but it has been... I mean, you know, if I look at it in a very different way, there's, I think everybody in lockdown has had a, a little existential crisis of their own sitting at home and just really rethinking about what you want to do and what the priorities of life are. So there's there's some, you know, I'm a bit Pollyanna-ish about that. So there's some good that, that has come out of it. Um, uh, we're holding our breath for the Orange Menace on the 3rd of November and mm-hmm. see where that, where that goes. And um, um, that's a definite fork in the road. But, uh, you know, ov- overall, um, there's a lot of new concepts, new lines of thinking that have been waiting in the wings for for a very long time, um, and we thought that you know only be coming in five years' time or whatever. So sort of some of the technological trends I track, or just some sort of concepts that work from home, um, and all of that has been accelerated. Uh, they say sort of you know it's, it's sort of been pushed five years ahead. Um, so we've had to adapt them, and and we're sort of finding that gosh, these new ideas aren't too bad after all. Uh, you know, the, we still kind of will be able to adapt to them. Um, and I do think there are, are going to be some good concepts and new new ways of looking at the world that is coming out. So, I mean, one of the things that is, is going to come straight smack bang onto the radar because it was pushed aside by, by the pandemic, but the issue of sustainability, um, and that goes into every little crack and crevice of business. So it's in retail, it's in, it's in you know, sort of, it's in fast fashion. That that world has completely is not going to recover from Well, I'm going to say what, what has happened. I mean, all of those, in a way, I think that we have lived through one of the glorious periods of fashion mm. that has just ended on yeah. a on a cliff. Well, I've just been writing, I spent yesterday just writing a column and, uh, you know, as one of the stats that, that makes people really sit up is that there's 7 billion people on the planet, uh, give or take, and the f- fast fashion clothing industry makes 150 billion items of clothing a year for 7 billion people and all of those 7 billion people aren't all your shoppers so you can imagine the kind of the waste and that's what's happened that's sort of the crack of the fault lines that have been laid bare with this pandemic because you've just seen um, the waste of, of missing one treadmill cycle and then all of these clothes are just sort of they're going to be 
end up in a tip um, or as some of the luxury brands do uh, sacrilegiously they just burn the clothing so that you know you don't devalue the brand so just those kind of things are just you, you look at them you think have we gone mad mm-hmm. you know, that that's really not and so luckily you're starting to see the movements so here in South Africa you've seen you know the, the um, check is saying they're not going to um, you know stipulate sort of exclusivity on on, on mall um, uh, being a tenant there uh, you're starting to see uh, you just TFG. explain that just uh, so 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 uh, um, within the sort of commercial property areas you know you, you get signed up for, for for these incredibly long leases like 10 years yes um, you know in my world everything changes within 18 months so you know how do you how do you commit to a 10-year anchor lease or something like that and and some and because of that there's exclusivity clauses so so those are sort of being eased we've seen uh, TFG the Fashini group um, also say that they're investing in two factories um, in the Western Cape to make uh, so that their supply chains aren't more reliant so reliant on on China good so there's a real reshuffling of the deck uh, of things and looking at things you know very very differently but isn't the the gigantic trend because I'm kind of on the periphery of that world isn't it our environment I mean if yes. you if you mm. listen to to David Attenborough um, on um, I think it was I mean I'm sure it's on YouTube yeah. but I think it was on um, Instagram, Instagram. He's, he's just started his Instagram, I mean you yeah. just that is his farewell to the world because he it is, is he's, yeah. you know 90 something or other but we've got 10 years and yeah. I'm not I can't cope with politicians and and they're thieving they must just die as yeah. far as I'm concerned <laughs> I mean I really am quite serious about it we've got far more important things to do and that is to hand a legacy on to to the next generation yeah. and, and the next generation. you know for for you know for listeners who who you know scoff and, and shake their heads at uh, you know uh, gen z's i i have complete sympathy and i'm, I'm completely with them because that's what they're being left with you know we've if you look at how we left 2019 actually so people's like oh you know let's go back to the new normal or the, the, you know go back to normal I'm like, normal wasn't that great uh, when we left 2019 it was a very angry planet in, mm. in many ways so it's been a politically socially economically environmentally we were just heading down a really wrong path mm. uh, and and you know I think this is kind of a I think 2020 has been that that seismic shift and you've got to break some things before you you know, when they say break some eggs before you make an omelet. But um, I think that's where we are in the world. If I look at it sort of very, very broadly, it's, it's, it's big changes. So, so I mean, when I invited you in, it was because I just read of, of something that Flux Trends was going to be doing. Yes. Um, a, you know, a talk with yourself and Bronwyn. And I thought it sounded really, really interesting because... I mean, nobody's going to go around and, and blame anybody at the moment. We've got mm. to deal with what we've got to deal. But baby boomers actually do carry quite a weight <laughs> on their shoulders. I mean, I know it was very exciting to have the new look because that was my mother's, you know, yeah. period. And uh, and it was wonderful and glorious and fridges and stuff like that. But actually, we've just raped the earth. We've just raped the environment. We've just raped, actually. So there's, I mean, I think there's hope there yet because the what, what you're talking about is, is this uh, sort of body of research that we're just about to launch next week um, and it's, it's called the, the Boomer Economy and Marketing to the Immortalists um, because um, you're starting to see also that's a different shift as well so because um, life expectancies because of you know uh, healthcare better food
need better conditions, living conditions is being is being extended. But you're starting to also see that even those concepts, you know, the, I've, I've always called the 9 to 5, 40 hour work week a, a quaint relic of the 20th century. And I also feel that having to retire at 65 is also one of those things that, that needs to be, uh, you know, adjusted. And one of the very fascinating things that I, I was doing when I was researching this was a study at um, a university in, in Finland. And they said that if you look at the sort of the, the functional and cognitive abilities of people um, older, if that's getting into the 70s and even into 80s, is remarkably different from 30 years ago. So they, they actually said, we need to relook aging and we really need, really need to look um, because all of our, our concepts of of retirement of all of, or what you do once you retire has to be relooked they, they said their words were it's very old-fashioned mm-hmm. the way in which you look at it and then there's a very interesting author um ken let me get his name right uh, uh Ditchwald, uh, Ken Ditchwald, and he wrote some, uh, a book about the third, the third phase of your life, which I found interesting. So he's broken it up into three, and because of life expectancies being pushed ahead, he said the first 30, of your, uh, 30 years of your life is your sort of biological development. You, you, you're finding a partner, you're growing up, you're finding friends, you're getting into that. 32 to 60 is your kind of career, family, nesting kind of things. And he says now there's a third age which he says extends from 60 to 90. And you are starting to see more and more people mm-hmm. just get older and older and older and older. So, you know, retiring at 65 just financially doesn't make a sense if you are going to be stretched there. So what do you do? And what I've discovered is, and, and this is where I said there's an opportunity for the boomers to, to make good <laughs> on, on, on what, what havoc they've, they've wrecked, is... I was quite astounded to find out how many of the most mind-blowing in, in, in inventions were attributed to boomers. So one very basic one, which we all use, the World Wide Web, web. is a boomer invention. Um, uh, text-to-speech uh, technology boomers uh, reduced uh, sort of a slow release of your drugs within the body was a boomer, uh, lithium battery, uh, upgrades, that kind of thing, South Korean boomer. So you're starting to get this trend of people saying, okay, well, I'm, I'm uh, retiring in inverted commas, but there's a sort of a, an another wave and you're getting these boomer entrepreneurs um, who are starting to, to do business and do, do great things. I don't know anyone who says they're retiring. They just no, say we're no. just changing. Yeah. So, so if you've just tuned in, I mean, it's a very fascinating discussion. Stay with us. I'm talking to Dion Chang. We're talking about boomers. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe they do have to put the world to rights, but uh, and not leave it to everybody else to do exactly that. But it's a very fascinating discussion, and we're chatting to Dion Chang, described here as innovative, creative thinker, and visionary. And all of those things. I mean, I think to a certain extent we're all visionaries, except we just don't know it. Yes. But I mean, I think people are feeling things at the moment. Yes. But yeah. let's just go back to this thing about about people who are older being able to still be a very important part of the economy apart from anything else. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to live until you're 90, you're still going to want to go shopping, aren't you? Yes, yes. 
and this is one of the things um, you know the, the research in this this trend briefing that we're going to uh, be releasing is is really sort of aimed um, at marketers and advertisers because that was my main beef really with it um, was was the interest in in, in longevity and, and and the longevity economy which they're calling so so Silicon Valley um, are pouring millions and millions and millions of dollars on on kind of extending life and and that so it's all of the you know co-founders of Google these kind of PayPal these big sort of tech um, uh, uh, CEOs um, but also it's why um, and and just putting together this the, the the presentation and looking for images because we we speak in a very visual language at flux I could not find um, sort of in between you sort of get uh, maybe people in their 40s and then you get Zimmer frames and incontinence exactly. nappies and things kind of images there's nothing in between and when you look at I don't know, just people I, I bump into, friends, family, all of those kind of things. The people that are in that third age of, of, of your life don't look at all like that. <laughs> so, there's, there's, so there's a visual disconnect. And then when you look at advertising, it just completely skips. I really wanted to find out why that was. And there was one interesting um, theory that I came across. And they said, you know, um, advertising agencies and marketers are, are rewarded for acquisition. So if you have a product and you're trying to get as many people to, to, to get it, um, generally, you will have a more of an uptake with a younger generation um, because your older generation is maybe a bit more loyal to, to, to a brand. That doesn't mean they don't experiment, but because of that sort of acquisition cycle, you kind of get the buzz. So all of the big budgets and everything go on a campaign for a younger demographic, and then the old demographic is completely left behind and if you think of two things so one is somebody said on Facebook to me well you know they, they heard somebody at Design in Darba saying um, uh, the, the older demographic buy a ton load of trainers except there's no advertising to that. So mm. there's a market there that, that people are buying trainers, but they don't do that. And then somebody also said, well, um, so why is it that most of the leaders around the world are in their 70s, mm. which is true. We're having two two battles in, in America and they're both in their 70s. But in your kind of corporate world, um, 60, 65 is like, well, you, you're nearing the end of your usage, but mm. suddenly you can, you can run a con country in your 70s, but you can't work in corporate mm. in that. So mm. there's also that disconnect. So there's a lot of disconnects with with you know what I'm what I'm seeing and and what is in reality. Yes, and I think a lot of it actually comes from when you hear somebody phoning into a radio station and saying, "Oh well, I'm 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 65," and I'm thinking, "Why would I care how old you are? I'm I'm interested in mm. what you do and yeah. what you say and whatever, not your age." Yes, and I think that companies have been very very bad with this, and I think they've got rid of a lot of amazing amazing talent yeah. that could have been utilised. Some people age in different ways yes so so one of the things that they were saying to, to sort of fix the advertising part of it was um, they said age is, is becoming a, a complete irrelevant indicator of, of kind of where you are in life so they said you know in Silicon Valley you've got uh, billionaires who are 25 um, you've got people in their 80s or 90s running marathons and you've got style icons of people in their, their 90s um, and so everything's been kind of mixed up so they said you rather look at um, attitude not age and and kind of, and the mindset, um, and the one thing that was that really chilled my my 
my bones was they they, uh, they did a worldwide survey and they said to to people so cross countries cross cultures and the the, the findings were, were the same um, and they said uh, if you have a utopian world of mixed generations and a dystopian what would that be and across all cultures they said uh, utopian would be co-living living together helping each other mentoring all of those kind of things um, just going for a better world dystopian would be complete segregation mm. of of ages and what does the advertising industry do is completely segregate yes. that so they're kind of pushing that dystopian uh, way of, of, of thinking so um, and and if you look at uh, what we're going to reveal is also just the the, the products and services um, so if you if Silicon Valley is investing in in longevity there's also a lot of startups that are starting to to run services and products um, that are there and which you know, you, you look at it sort of realistically. So if you, um, you know, uh, if uh, females have hot flushes, they've got technological clothing that is fabric uh, used by NASA to kind of regulate your body temperatures and things. Oh, and, my word. And they've got this one company I came across that had a night dress with that was using this, <laughs> this fabric. Um, the sales have increased by 300 and something percent in the last, <laughs> since they launched it, you know. So there's sort of really clever things saying you, you're not denying the, the there, there is a there is a aging process, but you kind of saying, um, you know, instead of sort of um, you know age appropriate uh, products, they 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 are relevant, they age relevant kind of things, and and it's not something to to, to skirt around. But they there's a lot of things, there's amazing services of putting people together for mentorship, that kind of thing, um, and even one that I think. Um, you know, my peers have been talking about it quite a lot, is communal living. So there's a, you know, of, of people saying, you know, well, if I don't have kids or whatever, or the kids are overseas, something, um, let's just live together in a, in, in a, in a complex and, and kind of do that. So there's a lot of taking taking charge and I think that's also different is um, you know you've got you've got birthing uh, what do you call them doulas um, who help with you know maternity things but now you've got death doulas so yes, that's the Jodie Picker book yes so, yes. so you know you, you, you're doing that so you, you're taking control of that thing and that's why I thought that that third life's third age was such an appropriate way of looking at things because it is going to be a reality so you know so if you're going to sit around twiddle your thumbs at 60 and you're going to last till 90 then that's a long way to go you know it's a hell of a long way to go and you've got to do something for goodness sake yeah. and uh, and whatever no 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 look i mean i think it's i think it's nonsense but i think that there's a whole generation of people who who don't ever think of retiring mm. uh, because it would be so boring yeah and 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 you've got all sorts of talents and, and i see people with talent all yeah. around me so so this is all about the boomer economy um you're hosting it together with bronwyn williams and it's on wednesday and uh, and of course uh, the address yeah. is in the comfort <laughs> of your own home yes it's a yeah it's a virtual it's a virtual uh, one we haven't gone back to full um, live events uh, yet but uh, this will be a virtual event yeah at four o'clock so how do, how do people how do people access this? they can just find it on our website which is www uh, fluxtrends.com um, and it's on it's on the landing page and uh, it'll just you'll see uh, marketing to the boomers uh, or the boomer economy marketing to the amortalists I like that I quite amortalists <laughs> I, I was trying to work it out and then I thought oh that's so stupid <laughs> I think it sounds absolutely fascinating and and I hope some of the people in the advertising world actually come you know come yes, and listen to this I do I do hope so too because there is uh, that's why we you know in the in the in the sort 
for a promo, we said it's a it's a blind spot for a lot of brands and businesses, and it is, um, and it's exactly that kind of cycle of you know just looking at, at things. And um, there was a, a, a stat there of you know for like Chanel, so one of your big luxury brands, and they said you know of course um, majority of of the, the the sales go to your 50 plus there, you know, 80% or so of, of that will go go to that age group because they've also got the, the means to buy, you know, mm. a 20,000 yeah. pound jacket or something like that. You just got to look at, um, what's her name? Um, Elon Musk's mother yeah. with that startling gray hair. And there's no way she's going to dress in a, no, um, no. I'm, going to, I'm going to zip my mouth now because <laughs> I'm going to insult people. But anyway, that's what it is. So go along um, and just listen to the conversation, Bronwyn Williams and Dion Chang, and go to www.fluxtrends.com. And, uh, and this is a Wednesday date from four until five. Yes. And just a little sneak thing that you might even find we even cover sex toys for the elderly. (laughs) (laughs) Right, we've just finished this conversation because I'm not going to say what I was going to say. (laughs) Saturdays with Jenny. With Jenny, every Saturday from From 9 to 11 a.m. On Kaya FM 95.9. Rewinding. Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. Visit kayafm.co.za for more.